Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome. Uh, you, this is the uh, Over the Monster uh, recap, precap uh, podcast here. Um, you, this might sound a bit different to you. Um, unfortunately, you know, Keaton cannot be with us um, for this, you know, this little episode here. Um, and it's just me, uh, Shelly for straight, kind of talking about the, the Orioles series that happened and uh, previewing the uh the uh, twin series here um but we have brian joiner here um this is our first time ever like uh, you know talking about actual red sox baseball so i'm really excited um to talk with you brian how are you doing uh this weekend i'm doing wonderful and if we're ever gonna talk for the first time about the red sox i'd love it to be after they have uh, clinched a six-game winning streak, which is just amazing given where we were a week ago at this point. A hundred percent. Yeah, I remember talking about Keaton, uh, talking with Keaton about like the, the the first series, and we were just basically this is the worst. I thought twenty twenty was the worst, but this is the worst. But uh, uh, yeah, this is definitely not the worst. Uh, we are in a an awesome just you know feel good 
you know, situation here. You know, we swept the the race, um, uh, you know, during the week. And, uh, yeah, we kind of did the same thing with the Orioles here. Um, so we'll go over um, basically the, you know, the, uh, the, the series here. And then we'll kind of look to the series coming up um, against the Twins. Um, but the first game, we had Erod. Uh, he, he, you know, he made his uh, major league debut uh, for 2021. He went up against um, Hunter Harvey, uh, or excuse me, uh, Matt Harvey. Um, he went, um, you know, about uh, five innings, four hits, seven strikeouts, zero walks, and we actually, you know, won that game, seven to three. So, what were your kind of thoughts about like this first game here? Well, I was happy that after they had had such close calls against Harvey uh, in the second game of the year that they were able to actually do what sort of value neutral you would hope the Red Sox do against Matt Harvey. I mean, and the story of the game was Edward Eduardo Rodriguez coming back and he wasn't the sharpest in the world, but... Um, it didn't matter because of how good the offense was. And it also almost wouldn't have mattered if he had given up 10 runs in three innings because we just wanted to see him back there. But as it turned out, um, even with a not perfect outing, just a maybe even a mediocre one by objective standards, uh, he came off as mostly back and the Sox offense showed that they can hit Matt Harvey, which is a very, very important thing to do. And it came on the heels of the Rays series where, and we know better than this, but after they got swept by the Orioles and swept the Rays, they said, well, maybe it's just the Rays. No, no, they're they're good, and uh, they put the wood to Harvey to start the series and continued. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really great to see that it wasn't just kind of like a fluke, you know, coming you know back off like a, the really horrible um, opening series against the Orioles, um, and it wasn't just okay. Um, you know, just the kind of way we just kind of got to them. But, yeah, it was really, really good to see that the bats really, really opened up. Um, you know, Verdugo, uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, Vasquez, and Devers both had multi-hit games um, in this first matchup. Um, when you were watching this game, like, were you very encouraged or did you just kind of think it was a fluke? Uh, what did you think? Um, I think that as far as Erod goes, we got to, I'm not reading a terrible amount into it. As long as he's out there and be able to, to go, uh, that's great. I am reading into their ability to hit Matt Harvey because I think that will be it. I think them not doing it in this, in game two is going to end up being more of the exception than the rule. So I was encouraged. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. 
Um, so now we go to game two of this series. We had Garrett Richards um, going up against Bruce Zimmerman. Yeah, we, you know, we had that in the first series of the year, and it did not go well for Garrett Richards. Um, but he did look much better in this second outing. Um, he went uh, five innings. He only gave up three hits, got four strikeouts. Um, but he also gave up three walks. But in the end, you know, the Red Sox did win 6-4 in 10 innings. Um, what were your thoughts about Garrett Richards? Do you really think that this is, um, you know, something that we need to be encouraged about? Or are you still scared about Garrett Richards? I mean, it was better. <laughs> if it doesn't, uh, it wasn't as bad as the first outing. It wasn't good. It wasn't terrible, um, like the first outing was. I'm going to give him at least a month, first of all, because he might get hurt by the end of that month. I'm sorry, Garrett. I'm sorry. You're a beautiful man. I'm sorry, with that mustache. But uh, I'm not going to go crazy for him to be replaced by Tanner Houck or anything, I generally think that Houck will be in the rotation uh, because of inj somebody else's injury or Garrett Richards, somebody's, and we don't need to force that. Um, but I, this game wasn't just about the offense, which came up big in so many big sp spots. It was about the offense being totally locked in. And there's a difference between just having a baseline good offense. And then I think the Reds like have better than a baseline good offense. But when a base a better than baseline good offense is locked in, they can do uh, special things. And I think that's what happened uh, in that game. And we will get to it, but obviously the game after as well. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, the offense really, really stepped up big here. Um, I, I, and I also agree with you about Richards. Like, yeah, this was definitely a better start than his first start, but it still wasn't great. I, I am still, you know, just um, a little bit concerned um, kind of with how he has kind of looked in his first two starts. Um, Both against uh, the Orioles, too. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. It's it's the Orioles and he's struggling or kind of struggling. And it's just like you shouldn't be struggling against the Orioles. As much as I love Baltimore, love you guys. Um, but anyway, um, Adam Adovino, um, he kind of had like a shaky, you know, eighth inning. You know, he gave up three hits, um, which led to two earned runs. Um are you kind of concerned about, like, kind of Adovino? Like, he had, he kind of struggled a little bit um, in 2020. Um, he struggled, a, you know, he struggled in 2021. Are you concerned with kind of, like, his outlook going forward? A little bit. And, and part of it, it comes down to, I mean, if the Yankees traded him to us, what does that say? And... I feel like it says that this could be him uh, from here on out. And that's less concerning when 
you don't expect the team to be very good and you're just aiming for upside, but the team in a week has totally flipped that on its head. And, you know, it's still April 11th or 12th. I don't know what day it is, but it's one of those days. And it's early, so he has time to get better. But at the same time, if the Sox continue to be good, uh, they're going to need him to be good. And if he's not, I could see... uh, I don't know if I could see moves happening to to downplay his importance, but I mean, relievers are in some sense inherently fungible. Uh, that's not entirely true, but they are, this happens. Uh, they, they can, they can just lose it. What do you think? Um, honestly, I, I am a, a, a bit concerned. Um, I mean, when Adovino was a free agent, you know, um, what, two years ago, I really wanted the Red Sox to sign him, but then he signed with the, the Yankees and I was like, oh, dang it. You know, um, but he, he didn't look that great in, in 2020, you know, I'm just like, eh, well, it was just kind of like one or two outings there, whatever. And, you know, then when we traded for him, I'm like, oh, yeah. But it's just, it hasn't looked good for a while. So I am a bit concerned because just like you said, like, you know, relievers are a unique bunch. Like, they can go, I hate to say it like this, but they can go bad very quickly. And I, I'm hoping that um, Adovino is is not what we have seen currently. Um, but I am just a bit concerned just because he's a reliever and it, this, sometimes this, this, this happens to these, these guys. Yeah, I hope, I mean, I, he was one of these people that I really hated because he became a Yankee and I always liked him and I, the Yankees have this terrible, uh, tendency recently to get players that I like or get or draft like I like Aaron Judge sue me like he's he's cool but uh, I would like him to be the player I liked when he was on the Yankees and not a bad one I, I, I want if we get a player from the Yankees we deserve some performance for having to deal with the emotions so I you know I did would like a little bit better than what he's showing. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I totally agree there. Um, um, but yeah, we we've we've won, you know, two out of two, and then we go to the the last game um, against the Orioles. Well, it's Pavetta versus Jorge Lopez, and uh, we actually we swept. We did a double sweep, so sweep sweep um, against the Orioles. We won fourteen to nine. Um, Pavetta kind of sort of looked good again, I guess. I mean, he went six innings, uh, seven hits, seven Ks, three walks. It, it's not that bad. Um, what are your initial thoughts about Pavetta, um, for his, you know, his first couple starts here? No, I might be, this might be 
a little bit pessimistic. But then again, we did get some tweets at the OTM account this week that they were happy that Matt and I were on a podcast together because we're so negative and uh, it was just a big party of negativity. But I'm a little bit worried about Pavetta. I feel like there are some bad times coming because he's had two strong enough outings um, by pure results. But the baseline is a little bit concerning to me. And I think that part of the reason that this team was projected to go 81 and 81 or 80 and 82 or 82 and 80, one of those that generally across the board, I think, was that the good times that we are enjoying right now will be brought low by one force or another. And more than any of the starting pitchers who were off to strong starts, I suspect Nick Pavetta could be the um, cause of some of that. But I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hope you, that you're wrong as well. Uh, you know, his first start um, was against Tampa. He went, you know, five innings, uh, you know, four strikeouts, but he also did, you know, he also had four walks. Um, again, he goes up against the Orioles, which is not necessarily the best lineup, and he did he did okay. I, I just, if the team, especially offensively, keeps performing like they have been, I think that we need to do better than Perfetta. Um, and I do think that, you know, Tanner Houck, maybe even Connor Siebold, who I really do like, could probably do better, um, maybe during the summer. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit, you know, worried about, like, really getting excited about Pavetta because, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I play fantasy baseball. I was a Pavetta fan when he totally, you know, kind of like, you know, shit the bed uh, when he was with the Phillies. So, yeah, I just, I'm just a little bit hesitant to buy in. But it was still, it was still a pretty good outing for, for Pavetta here. Uh, hold on. So just value neutral. If, if, if I said middle of the season, Hauk or Seabold is going to be a starter, who would you prefer? As of right now, obviously. As of right now? Ooh. Um... I say Seabold. I, I really like Seabold for some reason. I, 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 I don't know why. I, I, I see that. And I also, I think there's a, now we haven't seen Seabold uh, yet sure. this year in the majors, but I mean, Hulk looks like he just can, can be a devastating reliever right now. And, uh, you know, maybe they make him a starter, maybe they don't, but we'll see. And maybe, maybe they won't need one. Of course they'll need one, but that's not <laughs> that's not important. Um, uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Maybe we don't, and that would be great. Yeah, I, I hope that we don't have to cross that bridge. Um, but I'm glad that you kind of like kind of like Seabold as much as I do. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like I think I, that Hyam is. I, he's made so many good moves. The Red yeah. Sox made so many good moves, and it just it pains me because I'm. St- 
Sorry, listeners. I'm still very sad about Mookie, and I think that he could have made. S- <laughs> you, if you're if you're this smart with without Mookie, you could be the smart with Mookie. But there's no denying that they've made some great moves. Um, I think that I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Seabold proved himself. Uh, on a sort of longer term level to be baseline better than Pavetta. Um, And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Hauk was better than both of them, but that's not important as much right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was basically um, in this this last game against the Orioles, it was kind of like a home run derby. Um, You know, uh, J.D. Martinez had three. Devers had two. Verdugo had his first of the season. Um, what do you think about just kind of the offensive explosion that we had in this last game here? I mean, J.D. Martinez is on pace for like 88 home runs. So <laughs> I'm going to take it. He he wasn't even going to play today. He was on the COVID-19 reserve list until like 12-15 for a 110 game and then yeah. came out here and hit three home runs. Uh, he's certainly he's certainly all the way back uh and it's not you know it's it's so wonderful to see it's crazy that 2018 was so bountiful and then 2019 was like a just consistently dwindling version of 2018 and last year was terrible they just bombed bottomed out so quickly but in the last week have popped right back up to the top of like offenses to watch. They're, they're just incredible. So for as long as this lasts, it's it's as good as you can get watching baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really is like what, you know, the offensive uh, guys have done, um, you know, bogey hit six fifteen. Um, against the Orioles, uh, Vasquez, uh, oh, geez, I love this dude. You know, he's, he's hit 692. Like, just everything has gone off. Like, everything offensively just has just been, like, you know, chef's kiss, right? Just just absolutely perfect. Um, honestly, obviously, we don't expect, you know, this every single series, but... Do you see, um, you know, some good things here, uh, especially with maybe with Devers and Verdugo, who has kind of been struggling prior to like these last couple of games? Um, what are your thoughts about Devers and Verdugo? I'm strangely this this might sound weird. I'm more encouraged by Devers because I'm strangely more. Um, convinced that Verdugo is going to hit. And that's just a matter of as much as I am still and perpetually not thrilled with the Mookie trade, I do think that Haim knows what he's doing and I think Verdugo is going to hit. And there, it seemed to me as, as recently as last week that Devers, um, you know, listening to the, I was listening to these games on the radio and Devers 
they were talking about him like he was a dead man walking. They were also saying that he, you know, he just needed one home run to, to break out of it. So I was just happy to see what the Devers could do, what they were saying he needed to do to, to get out of there. And um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really worried about either of them, honestly. Are you? Um, I'm not. I, I'm just really encouraged that, you know, both of them kind of just got going, you know, kind of like how I thought they were going to get. Uh, it, yeah, I, I'm not discouraged by either Devers um, or, or Verdugo. It was just, just really great to see just all the runs, all the runs. Love to see it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, this, so that, this. This seemed like, like, I'm sure they had a game like this in 2019. I'm sure they did. I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't have a game like this in 2020. This no. this was like 2018. And, and 2018 is a obviously a special year. And the World Series years are all special in their own ways. But this was more of the, this was what the 2018 did. 2018 did. 2018 team did to win games uh yeah. and it was you know it was wonderful and it was wonderful to watch for the last three days yeah it, it, you are totally correct uh this this last series was just great um the you know the offense was awesome but then when it wasn't that great it still picked up the pitching you know in that second game we still won um, in ten innings, and we stopped the Orioles, which is great. We got a you go, we got a double sweep here. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna go. We're gonna preview like the next series, which really should be interesting. We're gonna go up against the uh, Minnesota Twins. We got a four game set. Um, and there, it, I think this one, this one's really gonna be a, a really interesting series. Um. I'm going to go over the pitchy matchups and then, you know, we'll kind of like discuss this kind of just, you know, ad hoc. Um, so in the first game, we got uh, Martin Perez versus J-Hap. Um, second game, we got Iervati and Maeda, which, you know, bring your popcorn there. Um, we got, uh, you know, Rodriguez versus Berrios. Like that, that you know, that 2-3 game. That's a, that's, oh, jeez. Rodriguez and Barrios is really going to be fun. Um, and then to wrap up the series, we got um, Garrett Richards and um, uh, P uh, Pineda there. So it, it really should be interesting. Um, I, go ahead. I was just going to say that I think that it's, the Twins, I think, have slight edges in the first three matchups. Slight. I yeah. think Hap is a little better. Well, okay, no. Hap might be a little bit more than a little better than Perez. God God bless me and my our, our God bless all of us and our Perez Day shirts. And I hope he does well. But I think Hap is good. And I don't know if Perez is good so much as he's just average. Maeda versus Ivaldi is as you say is great, but Maeda at his best. I mean, it's still crazy to me. Maeda finished second in the Cy Young voting last year. Second! Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Barrios versus Rodriguez is another one that has the potential for greatness, but I think Barrios is probably 
acknowledged to be a little bit better. But then there's Richards versus Pineda, which is to me just like the same exact pitcher going against one another. And uh, given how the as given how the Sox offense has been, uh, I do like the Red Sox chance in in a bunch of these games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I do think that 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 middle bunch there, um, the the second third game is definitely going to be extremely fun to rot, uh, watch from a pitching standpoint. Um, but I mean, what we've seen um, for the Red Sox offense. Um, here recently should be fun, um, but the Twins they 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 have some all, <laughs> they have some hitters too, um, like Byron Buxton and Nelson Cruz. Um, they both have four home runs and are hitting above four hundred. Um, and Jordan Simmons, um, Arise um, are also hitting you know above you know 300, 350, Right, they they have a really good core like right at the top. Um, but it kind of falls, you know, off a cliff. Um, are you concerned about, like, Buxton and Cruz and Arise hitting at the top of that lineup to maybe, you know, maybe rattle uh, Martin Perez and maybe even Erod as well? Well, if Buxton can make it through the series healthy, I'll be worried about him. Sorry, Byron. I'm sorry. It's mean. Um, I mean, Cruz, yeah. I mean, Cruz is... Cruz is one of the most amazing players I've ever seen uh, just in terms of what he does with longevity and consistency at this advanced age. I mean, he's one of the more it's, it's totally admirable and he's going to take the Red Sox deep several times. Um, and Tin, I'm not as worried about. I mean, he's fine and he, he, he has, had some periods of hitting really well. I think the Red Sox offense is way better. So I think well, well, I'm the Twins have been hitting well. I think the Red Sox have just have a baseline better offense. Um, yeah, I I do agree with you. Um, Buxton, I I love to see him just going off. I just don't know how healthy he can stay. And Cruz, oh God bless him! Like he is the goat. He is the best. Like, oh, uh, I just he, what he does, just I I don't know how he does it, but he just manages to hit like all these home runs, and I love it. It's also it's so hard if you. You didn't catch the ball that would have won, literally won the World Series, to be known for anything else. And I feel like he's very successfully done it because he's, this is like 10 years later almost. And he's just, yeah, he's just hitting 40 home runs a year. I I respect, I respect the, the heck out of the guy. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, but yeah, outside of Buxton, Cruz, and maybe Aruz, uh, again, um, Simmons is kind of on a hot streak, but he kind of goes on these kind of things. It really does fall off, and I really do trust the Red Sox lineup um, overall than the the the, the Twins um, lineup. Um, but when I was kind of like looking into, you know, a couple of just like stats and stuff, I did notice that the the um, the twins uh, pitching has been able to kind of 
uh, diminish um, home runs. Um, I don't know if that's maybe that they're, you know, kind of pitching in Minnesota where the, the, the air is cold and the ball doesn't necessarily fly. Are you, do, are you, are you a little bit concerned about maybe like, maybe we won't see as many home runs as we did um, this past couple series? Well, I'm against, I prefer, uh, hold on. Just as a general note, I, I if there were fewer home runs, that'd be fine. But that's not your point. I did hear on the radio, it's going to snow for the first game. So that is going to be something, you know, that's always fun. Um, it's going to be in the 30s and it's going to snow. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't help a team that's been hitting a ton of home runs. And it does help the team with slightly better pitching, which I think starting pitching which I think that the twins have. So, yeah, I mean, those are real, those are real concerns, but I think that the Sox, if anything, that just evens the, it evens the, the playing field to make it uh, uh, pretty much exactly a 50, 50 proposition. Whereas I think that, Value neutral, the Sox probably have a little bit of advantage right now, just because they're hitting so well. Uh, you know, it's, the Twins are not a bad team at all, um, so I think this will be. I don't know if it'll be clarifying. It's a little bit early to say it's clarifying, but it's nice to face a team that isn't the defending AL champs or the perpetual doormats and see what happens. <laughs> I totally agree. Okay. Um, so I kind of want to get your your kind of like uh, predictions here. Uh, we have four games here. Um, how, uh, what is, what do you think the uh, Red Sox record is coming out of these four games? I think that they're going to split the series, but I have yeah. literally no idea what, which games are going to split. I, I, I think that, um, you know, it would not surprise me at all if Maeda or Barrios was like, oh, I went seven innings and then given up any runs or gave up one run. It just, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But uh, it also wouldn't surprise me at all if, especially Pineda, but like also have just, just had a bad day. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going with the split. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going with, too. Um, just with the pitching and offense and just kind of, you know, shruggy emojis beginning of the season. I, I really do think that it's going to be a split here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it really is going to be a very exciting um, series. Um, let, me but, ask you a qu- let me ask you a question. If this, sure. was, if this was last Sunday night after they had just been swept by the <laughs> Orioles... And we asked, and they were facing the Twins in the same series, same timeline, but before the six-game winning streak. What would you have said? Because I would have said they would have gotten swept. Yeah, I might have said like they would have won one out of four because I absolutely love Nathan Evaldi. Um, so I probably would have gave him that game. But outside of that, I I, I don't think that I would give them a fighting chance. Yeah, I, I mean, I hear that. And it's unfortunate for, from our uh, perspective that he has to face Maida. Uh, but, <laughs> yes, it does. But but you got to do what you got to do. Yep, yep. Uh, but Brian, yeah, 
th- uh, thanks for you know joining me um, on this uh, pre-cap recap uh, pod. It was really great to talk with you. Um, is there anything that you want to plug or anything, whatever? Uh, not, re- I mean, my Twitter account is, uh, at Brian Joyner, Brian with a Y, Joyner with an I. I write a Substack very occasionally, uh, oldmandynasty.substack.com. I also, uh, like to needle Keaton on DM and I will continue to do that. Uh, and that's just a personal message to him for when he re- listens to this. But thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad to have you aboard. And Keaton, please respond to the DMs. Can you just come on? You you can do that. And my um, dynasty yeah. trade offers, Keaton. Come on, that was a good trade. Sorry. Come on, it was a great trade. Come on. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Uh, you know, again, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow. Uh, you know this pod. Um wherever you get your pods and follow the over the monster podcast at over the monster. You can follow me at Shelly, Shelly B underscore six, four, three. And, uh, again, um, thanks for listening.